Hawk Talk is brought to you in part by the Monmouth Medical Center and RWJ Barnabas Health Facility and a recognized leader in patient safety and clinical quality. For more information about services close to you, visit rwjbh.org slash Let's be healthy together. Intro so long. You're listening to Hawk Talk, the official podcast of Monmouth University Athletics. And here are your hosts, Greg Viscomi and Gary Kowal. Yeah, I know my mic was up when I said the intro so long, because every time we do an episode, it reminds me that I should have cut the intro down, and I didn't. Shame. All good. Gary. Onward. Gary, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. This is episode 57. It's an exciting episode of Hawk Talk. I love me some Hawk Talk. Um, fall sports have been cooking. Oh, yeah. Cooking. We're like no first, surprise. That happens every year. We're, we're first, second, and third in almost everything. And it does happen every year. Uh, I think it's a little bit of a surprise that um, it's coming in like year two of the CAA. I think everybody thought there's a little bit more of a ramp up. But foolishly, shame on us because there's one team that finished first last year and is crushing it again this year. And that is, of course, the Fighting Figlios. Come by their proper name. The Fig Squad. Thank you. I made that name up. I know you did. And I used to beep when I drove by and they were practicing and yell out the window. <laughs> Fig Squad. <laughs> um, anyway, they are crushing it as usual. And we are really, really, really excited for this week's guest. Um, senior, super senior, fifth year senior, uh, Reese Bloomstead. Reese, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, so we're pumped because Gary and I were talking last week. We said, you know, we got it. You know, we just had, um, Ole on and no pressure, <laughs> but Ole defender comes on and he's like, Oh, I never scored goals. You know, when I was younger, I played, you know, up, but not anymore. I'm a center back, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward. And I just saw the release came out Friday afternoon at Stony Brook, Friday <laughs> afternoon at Stony Brook must win. Well, not really must win, but a win against it's the number one team. Win to, to put us into first place. Win to put us in first place. The dude who never scores goals gets not one, but two. Some say it's the Hawk Talk bump. <laughs> it's been talked about. It has been talked about. It's like the uh, reverse Madden curse. So there's no, literally there's no pressure on you here because he was a defender and he scored all those goals and you're used to just crushing it. Um Talk about the season so far. I mean, we won't mention last weekend. Yeah, we don't need. I mean, we can mention Sunday. Sunday we can. Yeah. So you, so you guys are cruising along. You get mm-hmm. your first setback against William and Mary Boo, yes. but you guys yes. fought hard in that game. Yes, we did, and we played very well. I mean, <laughs> we played not our best game, mm-hmm. and it just happened to come on Friday. But as a team, we we're saying we'd rather have that happen now than in tournament because the same feeling we had on Friday when we lost was the same feeling we had against Drexel last year when we mm-hmm. lost to them mm-hmm. in the semifinals. So, I mean, we came out practice today hard. Our energy was high. So, obviously, Sunday we made a statement as well. We beat anyone who doesn't know. We beat VCU. Tell them. Let them know. Yeah. <laughs> Let the people know. Not just beat. You blanked them. For we, nothing. Yeah, beat them for nothing. And we played, like, one of our best games, I felt, um, which – I think just proves to everyone and even to ourselves like how good we are and can be this year. Um, 
But yeah, this year as a whole has been wild. Like we came in, we have so many new faces. So it was like a little nerve wracking, definitely. But everyone has stepped up to a whole nother level this year. And it's just been so amazing to be part of this team again for like another year. How has that been for you um, as somebody that's been here for so long? Mm -hmm. And we talked to Ole about it last week, and we've talked to a lot of people on this podcast about, like, with the the COVID and the fifth-year seniors, like, you're, like, four or five years older than these these freshmen. But, like, it feels like you guys have developed a pretty good, like, team bond and Mm -hmm. and camaraderie. Like, how has that kind of gone since all the way back to August to now? Yeah, it's always a little awkward the first, like, day or two. Probably um, anybody would say that. Yeah, yeah, especially True. my freshman year. Like, none of my, no one in my class, like, talked to each other, and then we finished, like, as absolute, like, best friends. So it is crazy, that, like, the development. But now, even now, you can see freshmen starting to warm up even more as we the season goes on. And, like, they'll just say, like, little funny comments. And we're like, oh, where'd that come from? Oh, there's your personality. Yeah, yeah, like, where'd that, where'd that little side of you come from? But it's definitely been, like, we've been the closest as a whole – this year, I think then we've been since I've been here. That's awesome. Amazing for me. I'm having a great time. So yeah, and that's you know that that's that's a thing because you had a decision to make, mm-hmm. right? Like you could have started, gone out into what we call the real world mm-hmm. and started your, your career, but you decided to come back for a fifth year. Um, was that a family decision? That was that kind of all on you? And what? How hard of a decision was that? It was definitely more of a family decision. Just because I had to come back anyway for one semester to finish my student teaching out. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of like behind the scenes, like talking to my advisors, like what should I do? Talking to my parents. Um, and both my parents are teachers too. So they're like, go back, like get your special ed degree as well. So that would make the full year happen. Mm-hmm. Cause then it was like, how am I going to do rent? Like all that got a little confusing. Um, but I'm so grateful I stayed because, one, it's going to help my career later on because now I have special ed with my normal degree. And, two, like, I just got another year to be a part of this program, which has just been so amazing. So I think something that's kind of overlooked, and we talked a little bit about it before we, we hit record, is, like, how difficult it is to be a, an education major mm-hmm. and be an athlete, specifically a fall athlete, mm-hmm. um, because a lot of times it takes you an extra semester and before you graduate, you have to get your hours. Mm-hmm. So if you're in that extra semester, you're graduating in December, but you don't have your hours yet because yeah. you're a fall athlete. Yeah. Like that's really challenging. And we've had, you know, I've been here for a long time and we've had uh, football players, uh, soccer players, field hockey players, like all sorts of all sorts of athletes be education majors. And what they find out is like, I have to some way stay an extra semester to mm-hmm. get that done. Um, is that, you know, you're kind of doing it both right now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so right now I'm in, we do something called like 100 hours before your full-time student teaching, which kind of like you work with your teachers and like the students already, they kind of already get to know you. And then you'll just fully take over the classrooms in the spring. So now it's kind of like I'm helping out, like I'm helping them with problems, but I'm not fully teaching the class. But balancing it is definitely very challenging. Um, We practice in the morning and like the high school schedule like, they're done their day at 2. Right. So by the time I get in there, they're, like, halfway done their day. Um, so you kind of – it has its pros and cons for sure. But, I mean, it's such – I mean, I was telling you earlier, it's such a rewarding experience just being able to help 
these kids, especially like a lot of these kids are COVID kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe their home life isn't the best. Like you're just an outlet for them and just, just another person for them. Just being a good them. person. Yeah. Just being what, a good what school are you teaching in? I'm at Ocean High School. Okay. So you're right around mm-hmm. the corner. Yeah. That's close. Yeah. It's super nice. At least that makes it easier. Yeah. What made you want to, I'm um, curious, you talked about like coming back to get into special education and finish that out. What, um, is there something that made you want to pursue special education specifically? My dad is a special education teacher and I have a few family members who are like, didn't grow up in the special education world because they didn't have it at the time. But I have like a few family members who have like learning disabilities or something in that realm. So it's always good to have one to help you in the education world and like hiring, but also I've always had that side to mm-hmm. me in my family, especially my teacher or my dad, just being like, you should get this, like it's going to help you. Right. Um, so yeah, that's kind of why. <laughs> Is that something you want to get into in the future? I don't know if I necessarily want to be like a pull out type of teacher and have my own class, mm-hmm. but being able to understand like all the background stuff and like all the terminology that they all use and like understanding what can help them. Um, it's always going to help you. No matter yeah. What. It's always going to help me no matter what. Oh, that's awesome. That's, yeah. I mean, a whole extra year of school and yeah. you know, it's not really extra, but it kind of is. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, this weekend you guys have Hofstra. Mm-hmm. Um, how has, you know, you said you had a good practice this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, you talked about a little bit how you had the same feeling in the tournament last year that you had on on last weekend against mm-hmm. William and Mary. Um, how much do you think this team has grown up since last year's CA tournament? I think it's not even growing up. I just think it is truly like a whole different team. Okay. Um, we had so many like like Anique, who's now one of our coaches. Like her, whole, we're gonna we're gonna get into her. yeah. <laughs> her grade left, like my whole grade <laughs> left, except Eileen. Um, we have, like, a few transfers come in. We have a bunch of freshmen. So there's, yes, like, a lot of the same people, but there's a lot more faces, different faces on the field. Um, but it's just, like, we're just more connected. Like, last year, we just weren't connected as a team, and you could see it on the field, and everyone kind of went in that game individual and was like, I can fix the, what's going wrong. Where now it's like, yes, we had that on Friday, but there's still, like, that unity, like, we can, like, we can still win this or, like, come back. Mm -hmm. And we did. I mean, we were down 2-1, to then we tied it 2-2. And their goal, that they had their third goal, was, like, amazing. Like, we just, there's nothing we could have done about that. But, I don't know, it's just, we're just so much more united than we were last year. It just feels so different being on the field. So, you guys have this crazy schedule, right? You only have, you're you're Mm 10-5. Double-digit wins for, like, the eighth time under Coach Figlio. Um, Four, I think four of your five, or three of your five losses were against, like, top ten teams. Yeah. Do you like playing, like, a crazy challenging schedule like that? Because I think there's some coaches who would play, like, one top ten team and just be like, okay, let's just go play whoever and try to win. But year after year, Coach Figlio, we have, like, major names playing here, playing there. Mm-hmm. Syracuse, Rutgers, like, uh, I can't believe, I can't remember who the third one was. UConn. Uh, UConn, there you go. Started the year off with UConn. Do, like, is that a different level of challenge? Is it kind of like, hey, I can play with these with all of these teams? That 
I think it's that, like, it's the mindset going in. It's like, holy crap, we're about to play, like, Syracuse. <laughs> like, we're about to play a top 10 team. But then we go in and we're like, we can, like, hang with them. Like, we can, I mean, UConn was very close. Rutgers, like, that was such a good game for us. Yes, we lost 4-2, but it was tied 2-2 for a while. So, mm-hmm. but it it's more just the mindset of, like, we're going to get crushed. Like, that just overcoming that is why I think Carly does that for us. And even just, like, being able to beat one of those teams would just astronomically help our program with rankings mm-hmm. and RPIs and all that stuff. Um, so it's like a love-hate relationship playing this. <laughs> <laughs> like, driving to Syracuse wasn't fun, but being able to play against Syracuse, on go to Syracuse, I've never been to Syracuse before. Like, mm-hmm. experience all that was so cool. Um, and the outcomes weren't in our favor. But you just learn so much from those games as well because they are such high-level teams. Just learning to adapt and, like, work around their different – it's just something different that we don't see right. often. What do you have a – over your time here, um, do you have a, a favorite game that you've played? Or, like, a game that was the most exciting or most fun for you? There's just uh, um, so many wins. Yeah. I didn't even count them up. <laughs> but you've had so many wins yeah. over that time. Um, I would honestly say – I think it was my freshman or sophomore year when we played Cal Berkeley here. I was literally thinking yeah. about that game. <laughs> it was it's our American East semifinals game, and we were down mm-hmm. three to two, I believe. And then in the last like two minutes, we came back and won it. I or did we go? No, I think we scored we, twice in like yeah, a minute. Yeah, that was just like wild. And I just remember being on the field, and I was like, either I think I was a freshman, and I was like, holy crap like what is going on <laughs> and everyone came like all the different sports came like all of our families were there it was just like a crazy environment and then the fact that we came back and won that it was just like wild yeah it was just so exciting like i've never experienced anything like that in any sport i've ever played in my life yeah um so that game like always just comes back to my head um and then delaware and drexel like this year felt really good too just because because we like played so well mm-hmm. but i mean that cal berkeley game was just like wild that was an awesome game and you're right i think that was a game where football came from practice and had like their helmets on and they were all clapping and yeah i remember my grandma was like what is going she (laughs) came to me after she goes everyone was so loud and rowdy like it's usually not like that i was like yeah no it's not normally like that well that's the support (laughs) you guys deserve you're one of the most winning programs and one of only two programs last year to win a regular season Mm -hmm. season title for us uh at monmouth and that's like a I don't know. That's like something that no one could ever take away from you. Mm-hmm. Like you're, were one of you. You were a team that won a regular season title um, in our first year in the CAA. Uh, did, were you guys excited as a team to to go to the CAA? I mean, the American East had some really great mm-hmm. teams in it too, but I always felt like the CAA was maybe that next level up. Um, what was the feeling around the team when you guys find out that we were you were going to join the CAA? I mean, I think we liked it because the whole school was in it. Mm-hmm. So like. Our field hockey rivalry, like our rivalry, like how I guess we were in the MAC, like who was our rival in the MAC, I guess, because I've never played in the MAC. I mean, like, it depends on the sport. Yeah. Really, so that's right? a, like now it's like, it's kind of like a united, like this school, mm-hmm. kinda, like that can happen more. Whereas like when we had to drive up to Maine, we had to play in Maine, like that, <laughs> right. like, which I guess now football. Football plays Maine, plays but Maine you're now, right. But I think like, I guess, like, I guess you could say Rider. Was probably yeah. our, was when we were in the MAC. Yeah. Now it's just like a like we just feel part school with the school. Yeah, yeah. Right. everybody's like school under wide. one roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and that was a big driving point. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously bowling isn't uh, because CAA doesn't offer bowling, but in order to have 24 sports and have 23 of them playing one one league, like, yeah, you're right. You, you, you build rivalries in sports, and I think that just gets people to kind of like – Hey, you know, XYZ, you know, we might have had a great game in, you know, against William and Mary in football, and now William and Mary's coming to play field hockey. Like, mm-hmm. we're coming out there to support yeah. those girls. Yeah. Like, and then there's a similarity with the student mm-hmm. body, right? Like, oh, we took, oh, we just took that trip to, you know, to Hofstra. Like, we, you know, you know what it's like. Like, you're not going to different places. Yeah. I think that was a big driving point in joining the CAA, among a lot of other things. Um, what, by the way, whatever happened with like Cal and Stanford and I think they brought the programs back. And now they still are in the American East? For field hockey? Yeah. Stanford came back. They were, like, rumored to leave every year. Mm-hmm. They're back. They cut the program at one point, and then yeah. they, they brought it back. All the girls were the upset about it. They wore on their tape thing. on their shirt. And then, yeah. Oh. And then they brought it back. Yeah. Okay. Cal, Berkeley, I think. I think they're still in America East, but I could be wrong. I mean, like, field hockey is a Northeast sport. Yes. Yeah. Right? Like, growing up around here, and, and you're a Jersey native, mm-hmm. we kind of talked... Um, growing up around here, like there's field hockey's a, a mm-hmm. sport, but like I don't know much. Like in the South, they don't play field no. hockey, and I don't really think maybe Not in the, the far West, but like the Midwest. Well, I guess maybe in the Midwest they do because like Iowa's really good in some of those teams. Like the Big Ten yeah. teams are good in field hockey. It's funny because so my dad's whole side grew up in Pittsburgh, so my cousins like have no idea what field hockey is. <laughs> like no idea, right. and it's it's actually pretty funny because they're like so. Like, what do you play? Like, what? I'm like, it's like hockey, but not. But I can't use the back but of the stick. I can't use the back of the stick. And then you go into the rules and they're like, Just what? more confused. Yeah, they're like, do you have set plays? I'm like, I mean, if you go corners. Yeah, and they're corners. just like, what's corners? And it's just like a whole. We're going to get into corners because yeah. it's yes. insane. Yes. You're, um, go ahead. No, go. You go. You have a question on deck. You can roll with it. No, you're good. All right. You're just afraid I'm going to forget one. <laughs> yes. So you're a defender. Mm-hmm. If those of you who haven't watched field hockey, there's first of all the ball is like the size of a grapefruit, like a little f- smaller. It's like a giant golf yeah. ball. It's yeah, like a little it's like a, baseball-ish maybe. It's, bit, it's bigger than a, a little baseball. bigger than a baseball. It's a little bit bigger than baseball, like yeah. lacrosse ball. Yeah, and it's hard. Yeah, like hard. plastic, foolishly <laughs> hard. And there's a play where uh, if you get a penalty inside the arc. Well, why don't you explain it? You play field. I never okay. played a damn day of field <laughs> I was hockey. I gonna let you life. explain no, it. No, no, you, you know. do it. No, you do okay. it. Explain, explain to everybody who doesn't know field hockey because we have a lot of mm-hmm. West Coast. We're big in Sweden now, by the way. Thank Sweden, you, Ola. big time. Yes. So I don't know if they play field hockey in Sweden at all. So explain to everybody what happens on a penalty corner. So there's basically a circle that is around the goal, the goal cage, and then if you have any sort of foul in there, like defensively. Then it's a Which corner. is just about anything, by the way. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> yes, it can, literally. Um, mainly it's like feet, I would say. And there, Or if you like hit another girl's stick. That would be like the main corner calls, I feel So like. you can't like chop at it, like in hot, no. Gary's a big hockey guy. No. You if can't chop hear, a girl's no. stick. If like, they literally hear any stick contact, it's like immediately a call. Mm. So what are you, at, so you really have to just deflect the ball out, kind of. Or pick it off their stick clean. Yeah. But not like hacking, no like... No. Can you, you can't hit the back of their stick to like kind of make it. No. Mm. Okay. And Sorry. I've been having, so I've been struggling this year because I will jab at the ball, mm-hmm. but I'll jab it over the baseline and they're like, that's a corner. And I was like, Ugh. 
Oh, because you're yeah, inside? Yeah, because I'm purposely hitting it out of bounds is like uh, what they're saying. Hmm. Yeah, it's very frustrating because it's just like a habit, you know, because you don't want them to yeah. go to goal. Um, so that can also be a corner. So there's a lot okay. of calls for corners. Anytime it hits your foot. And, yeah, anytime it hits your foot. Game over. Shin guard, like anything like that. Even shin guard. Mm-hmm. You cannot touch the ball any, with anything other than no. your stick. Okay, that's yeah. good. That helps. The front of your stick. The front of the, the front stick. of your stick. Yes. Not even even on defense, can't use the back. You no. can't like knock it down. You can never use the back of the stick. We gotta get that changed. <laughs> all right, all right. So so you're in there. Yes. So there's hits your foot. Yeah. So then, now what? So then there's four girls on say like Mammoth. We call it the corner. There's four girls from Mammoth who will go behind the cage and we put on these masks, essentially like hockey gloves. And then recently we added knee pads. Um, oh. But. I personally don't wear the knee pads because it takes too long to put on. So I just like don't. Yeah, I mean it. already, and this yeah. is the, we'll talk about the fun of after what happens. Yeah. Good. Um, and I have this superstition where I like to be in the goal cage first. Mm. So does everybody that, else know like, that? Yes. So you're like now, now you're a senior. Yeah. You're like, hey, cut the crap. I'm yeah. getting to the goal first. And it's actually funny because one of the freshmen were getting it early and they like waited out <laughs> and like let me go and I was like, thank you so much. Um. But so essentially, there's four of us in the goal cage with these masks and gloves on, and the other team basically sets up all on top of the circle. And there's a girl on the baseline on this one hash mark who's the inserter. So they'll insert the ball to the top of the circle to their team, and you're just like the girls in the goal cage are just sprinting out to like a shot at them. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and there's all sorts there's of like plays. Positions. Right. Yeah. So like. I don't know anything about this other than I've watched it. I'm like, I can't believe <laughs> essentially what happens is uh, somebody, the inserter scoots the ball along, <laughs> somebody stops it. And then there's a playoff of that, mm-hmm. which usually ends with somebody taking a, a, like hitting the ball as yeah. hard as they can through the goal. And you are one of four people who are going to run full speed at the ball yeah. or at the person like kamikaze style. Yeah. And sometimes get hit with a ball that's uh, yes. speeding. So like there's ten there's so we can go in position. So there's a flyer who they fly out to the ball. Mm. Then you have like the left and right trail who kind of like fly out but then hold certain positions for rebounds. For rebounds and any like tippers coming in for deflections. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a big one. Yeah, that's fun. And then what I do is I'm post, so I just stand in the goal with the goalie. Oh, and just try to get any deflections or like even stop a shot if necessary. Okay. Got it. How do they decide who gets to do what? Like, is it just like what you have a knack for? Is it part of the game plan? Are you yeah. always post? Yes. Yeah. So we like practice and practice like everyone practices their position. Mm-hmm. So normally we like will rotate some flyers just in case if people aren't on. Same with the trails. Um, but it's like you're a flyer, you're a left trail, you're a right trail, you're a post. It's just like those are your positions. What kind of insane person is the flyer? Jess Tucker. <laughs> Jess Tucker. <laughs> um, I don't remember you. Do you remember Hannah Scavo? Yes. The best flyer really? I've ever. Yeah. She just like was wild. after it. Yeah. She would put her body on the line to stop a shot. Like what makes a good flyer? They're just quick. They get mm-hmm. out quick. But like you, like we just talked about you, if, if they wind up and take a shot and it goes off your foot, it's a corner all over yeah. again. Mm-hmm. So you really, the, the game is just to stop it with your stick somehow. Yes. It's crazy. But it's we, fun. Our mindset always is like, I'd rather a corner than a goal. Mm. So like, I'll take it in my foot if necessary. Yeah. Heck yeah. To like, not have a goal. 
it might have a it'll broken hurt, foot. It'll hurt, but <laughs> right. I mean, it's worth it if you. Yeah, if you want to win. Yeah. Um, totally worth it. <laughs> the, it. So and then, all right. So this is the most fun part. <laughs> so you stop it. This whatever. I love this. And then <laughs> it's like this crazy dash. Mm-hmm. To expel all of the yeah. stuff that you put on, the mask, the gloves, and it just goes flying. Just raining equipment. <laughs> it just goes flying in the air, and everybody takes off down the other side. Yes. Now, what happens if I throw the, the stuff off and it doesn't get off the, the field? So, it's fine if the ball, like, goes away from the corner, but if it right. comes back in, then the refs will call it, but also, like, your goalie can, like, go knock it off. Right. Like, yeah. go and clean up your yeah. garbage. Yeah, normally. But we what do the refs call? Is it house. another? Is it another corner, or are they just like? I don't really know, honestly. I know that. So the other rule too with this is you can't wear the mask and the equipment outside of the twenty-five. Mm. Um. But what that call is, I'm not sure. Like, I don't know if that's a corner. So you can not. keep playing with it if there's like possession. Right. Yes. Keep it on. Yeah. So, so you don't have like, to like turn around and take the mask off while somebody's trying to. Yeah. Score if the play is still going on, you can keep it on. But it's like as soon as the play is done, like they want you to just get it all off. That's it's a, it's, it's, been it's an amazing thing to watch. I don't know. I don't think there's another sport that I'm aware of where, on the fly, you're literally taking yeah. pieces of equipment off to go transition <laughs> down down the field. It's awesome. Um, so we talked about Northeast, like how field hockey is mm-hmm. so Northeast centric. Um, you grew up in New Jersey. How did you end up getting into field hockey? Um, my aunt actually played um, in college. She okay. played at Towson, actually. Okay. Um, so. And where I grew up, I grew up in Ocean City, New Jersey, and we had a our high school program was phenomenal. So there's always that history in our mm-hmm. town. And then, like, my mom and dad were always, like, put me in the camp. So I was like, we always have, like, little camps. So, like, in second grade, I was doing, like, a summer, a week-long camp. Um, and then, so I kind of just, like, liked it. I always grew up playing soccer. Okay. And then when it came to, like, middle school, it was, like, a big-time decision. Like, do you want to play soccer in school or field hockey? I was like, oh, I want to do field hockey. So I still played, like, travel soccer, and then I did middle school field hockey. And then, again, it was, like, in high school, like, field hockey or soccer. And I was like, I'm mm. over soccer. So then <laughs> I just went with field hockey. Um, but I was just kind of, like, I just grew up in those camps. And I just loved those camps. And it was always fun because the high schoolers at the time would, like, run those camps. So, like, they were, like, my role models growing up. I was like, time. I want to be them. And then they always had, like, the state champs gear. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, I want that. Um so I don't know. I feel like I just loved it since I was little and just kind of stuck with it. What, like, what about Monmouth? Where else were you looking to attend and what made you land here? I was actually Monmouth and Monmouth is really the only D1 school I was looking at. Um, I'm kind of a homebody. So I was looking at schools, like I was looking at Stockton, mm-hmm. um, which I mean, Kutztown isn't near me at all, but I was looking at Kutztown. I kind of was like, and St. Joe's a little bit, but not like crazy i kind of was like late to the recruitment stuff because we don't have club near me like my nearest club team was an hour and a half away so like twice a week in high school i had to drive up there after school and go to club practice um and then that's like that's really where you start getting recruited from Mm -hmm. um and i didn't do that i don't think to like my sophomore or freshman or sophomore year in high school and then, so that means your we, parents were driving you. Yes, an hour yes. And a half oh, yeah. I was not driving. My thank, parents thank were driving you, Mom me. And yes, Dad. thank you, Mom and Dad. Um, <laughs> but, and then we didn't really understand the whole recruiting thing because right. 
my brother, like he grew up in sports, but he didn't want to play in college. So we like really didn't know. So it was more like asking my like high school teammates, like, what do you, what do we do? Like, what do we do? <laughs> so it was like sophomore, junior year is when we started sending out emails. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I don't know if that rule, the whole recruitment rule was like a thing. Because I remember there was girls my freshman year in high school were like committed. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, well, they changed some of the, uh, how early you can yeah. offer a student athlete. Because specifically in women's sports, and I don't know really know how this happened, but you used to be able to offer people like when they were freshmen. Yeah. And then what happens is uh, <clears throat> by the time... They get to be seen, like you mm-hmm. commit, and then by the time you get to be a senior, you have changed, yeah. the coach might have changed, mm-hmm. the school might have changed, yeah. the program might have changed, and then all these people were kind of stuck with these bad marriages, yeah. for lack of a better term, like, hey, I didn't, I committed to the school, but the coach left, or, uh, you know, the coach was like, I thought she was going to be a, a better player than mm-hmm. she was by yeah. the time she's here, and she's not, and now I'm stuck with her, so they kind of scrapped all that garbage, yeah. and I think now it's back to, like, junior year. Yeah. Which, like, that makes sense. Total sense. That other stuff is nonsense. And I just remember, like, my freshman year, like, just starting club and all these girls were, like, talking to schools. I was like, how how do you do that? Like, I was like, what is going on? But, I mean, it all worked out in my favor. Like, I Mm -hmm. love it here. I've loved all my years here. Um, It was, like, the perfect place for me. I love, like, just being so close to home is just, like, so amazing. I mean, my parents come to every single game. Um even like the faraway games, they'll just come because they just like my dad, especially just like loves coming. Like he loves <laughs> he it actually gets on my mom's nerve because he loves to come watch warm ups. Like he needs to be there for warm ups. <laughs> so if he's late, like my mom is texting me and she's like, he's stressing. Like we're running late. We aren't gonna be there for warm ups. I'm like, you don't need to watch his warm up for forty minutes. But I mean, right? It, it, listen, it's gonna be the same yeah. thing it was yeah, the, the week before, before and the week before. Yeah. Uh, so senior day, mm-hmm. Friday. Yes. Are you prepared? I am prepared. Are you super emotional? Um, Yes and no. It's more like if I see someone else cry, then I will probably start crying. <laughs> did you have senior day last year? Yes. So oh, I did have senior day last up. year. I know. And that is like when I started crying, especially when our assistant coach, David, mm-hmm. hugged me. I was like, oh my gosh. Like He was like, you have another year left. Like, don't cry. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like because I'm losing all like, – a lot of my best friends at that time. So I was just like, I can't believe like it all just hits you at once, mm-hmm. but I will definitely cry. It's just like, when will I, when will the tears start is mainly the question. Uh, will your dad cry? Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. No, hundred percent. It'll be my mom who will be like, fine. I think my dad will hundred percent cry. Mm. Like he maybe till this year, like cry. No, actually t- this year included like preseason. Every time I leave, like both my parents cry and then I start crying Mm, I was like, this is our you. fifth year, like into this, like we right, shouldn't right. have tears. And, and by the way, you. and the thing is, I'll see you in five days. Like right. we have a scrimmage in five days, and you'll be there. You're not going to like the Midwest. Yeah, you're, exactly. You're going literally an hour and probably 25 yes. minutes north. Up straight, but that's nice. Way. They love yeah. you. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. So senior day, big game, Hofstra, four mm-hmm. o'clock. Uh. You guys want to go out on top? Yeah. How many seniors are are there that are moving along? There's, you can ballpark it. There's four of us. So it's pretty yeah. big. Mm-hmm. Uh, does So we have some coaches that we've talked to here that are concerned about, like, how unsettling senior day can be. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they make senior day, like, the last non-conference game. Yeah. Or sometimes they make senior day, like, after the game, which yeah. could be a disaster. Because yeah. you go out there and lose a game. No one wants to 
have it any sucks. sort. Yeah. It stinks, right? Like you don't want to do it. So you're you're in favor of the pregame senior day? I do like the pregame se- senior day. Recently, like VCU, when we played them, it was their senior day. Mm-hmm. And it was actually really sweet. They gave our seniors like flowers mm-hmm. and was like, but it's also, I think it's just like a nice thing. Um, But it's definitely like emotional. So it's like learning to balance those emotions. But personally, like it just gives you more of an edge to like, we have to win this game. Right. Like we have to go hard and win this game. Um, I don't so know. Better, pro. better be pro. careful. Yeah. She's a veteran. She's a pro. Um, <laughs> What's it? What's it like playing for for Coach Figlio, playing for Carly? I know we we talk about it all the time how mm-hmm. much success she's had, but like you've been in it for five years. Yeah. How? What's that like? It, like, it's been an amazing experience, and I've learned so much from her. I feel like one, like just your mental toughness. I think in any Division One sport, just skyrockets. I mean, it's it's being a student athlete is very. It's much harder than it sounds, I think. Um, But, I mean, Carly is literally the best. Like, she has just taught me so many things just about, like, life in general. Especially this year, like, her and I will just, like, have conversations about life. Like, what I want to do in the future. And just, she really does try to get to know you as a person. um, And she just wants the best for you at all times. And, like, just be the best person you can be on on and off the field. So, yeah, I mean, I've just had, I love her, so. That's it. <laughs> I mean, that's really it. That's, that's all it. I can say. Is. <laughs> I, listen, it doesn't need to be say much yeah. more. Uh, so, th- we're really to the point of the conversation where we like to turn around and have a little bit of fun. Okay. Uh, Gary and I usually go back and forth and ask some questions. I have a field hockey-centric question. Okay. Do you really? You go first. Uh, well, I don't even know if it's fun. It's almost like continuing it, but um, to add the fun to it, uh, we have enjoyed being around Anik mm-hmm. for all these years. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, Anik question. How <laughs> how awesome has it been to have her on the staff? Like, it's been fun for me to have her yeah. around. But I, I mean, I love Anik. Like, how can you not love Anik? She's the best. Yeah. She just brings, like, another element to the coaching staff, which we've never had before. Like, she's been through it literally, like, last year she went through it. So it's, like, and she's so knowledgeable where – she now just like goes out and has like individuals with all the forwards and just like teaching them all of her crazy moves and <laughs> all the stuff that she did. <laughs> but she also is like she's such a person to like refer to. Like Carly's always like, like remember how Nick does this or like look at Nick because she'll still like practice hop into practice. I was gonna say, sometimes. does she ever jump yeah, into practice? Yeah. Still have it? What's it like going against her in practice? Oh, okay. So her now and I she's have this thing now where we don't like going against each other. Like we'd rather just be on the same team. One, like... The fix is in. Yeah. So now it's always like, Anik, like, come on, like, let's be on this team together. Because, I mean, you guys seen Anik play. Like, I don't want to go against her shot. Like, that's just not... <laughs> it's wicked I fast. don't want to do that. Fair so, enough. So it's just... And her and I, like, after playing four years together, yeah, four years together, like, we make eye contact and I'll be, like, just under the ball. Like, it's just that sort of thing. We know how each other play. So it's just so amazing to have her around. And even just, like, show the new people, like, the freshmen, like, this is a level, like, we need to be at all the time. Right. It's, like, Anika's just a perfect example of that. Yeah, I mean, the all-time leading scorer to have her yeah. on your uh, yeah. on your staff it, it isn't isn't half bad. Yeah. Um, also an expert worker for uh, Rich. Yeah. Yes. She works. Yes. Yeah, she's in the you yellow coat. You always root for her, too, there. <laughs> you root for her, like, yes, what? Well, setting up the ball barriers? Say, yes, Anika. Like, <laughs> all the time. 
<laughs> Anique is the best. And yes. she is a former podcast guest, so you should go back and listen to that. We learned a lot of fun things um, about her during that one. But uh, so let's, this is one thing that we, I always regret that we forget to ask. And then when mm -hmm. after the person leaves, I'm like, oh man, uh, what are your post like graduation uh, plans? Like, obviously you're going to be done playing mm -hmm. field hockey. You got to do your hundred hours and you're a student teach. Yeah. You want to work in a public school up here, down by, by there, anywhere. So if my parents listen, they'll be upset, but I, <laughs> turn it I off. don't know. Yeah. I don't necessarily know where I want to go. Like definitely I want to stay in New Jersey, but like, I don't necessarily know if I want to go home and teach at home because it's like, I feel like when you have a good job and you're in a good district, like you want to stay there for mm -hmm. like the tenure of the pension, like all that stuff. But at the same time, like I don't want to be in the same place my whole life is like what I'm struggling with, but everyone is always like, you can always change. But I feel like if I go there and I love it, I, why would I want to leave? Right. You may never. So I kind of want to like try somewhere else. Maybe, maybe I'll love it. Maybe I'll hate it. And then I'll be like, oh, I can come home now. But then makes even sense. there, I don't know. Going like going home and staying home, like yeah, it would save money. But do I want to? You want to experience that? something else, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, I get it. the good news is is that you have like six months to figure it out. Yeah. Seven months to figure it out. Yeah. But every academic award we hand out here, you have won. So if there's any superintendents that are listening to this, and I know there are, because <laughs> I know at least two of them that do listen sometimes, you need to hire Reese, like pronto. Secondary math. Secondary math teachers. Endorsement with special education. I mean, how much more marketable can you be? <laughs> yeah. I can't even do math. And could probably coach in field hockey, too. Yeah. yeah and can, yes. and do, you wanna I do. do you want to coach? Do you want to coach? Yeah. So Secondary coach. math, endorsement in special education, and wants to coach, slam dunk. We'll get yeah. you a job. Hawk Talk will get you a job. Perfect. That'd be awesome if we could do that. That would be. <laughs> this All is right. my interview. This would be easy. <laughs> uh, so, fun stuff. What's the best concert you've ever been to? Ooh. Okay, so I've been to Beyonce and Taylor Swift. I went to Taylor Swift's Eras tour. Ooh, just so now. that was yes. Yeah, so that was amazing. Are you a Swifty? So do I don't consider myself crap? a full blown Swifty, but mm -hmm. I do really like her. Mm -hmm. And right now, like I'm loving her with Travis Kelsey. But like you, that's you're all into yes, that. Yes, I'm all in. But I don't consider myself a full Swifty. Okay. But Which might be a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, I consider myself like an ally to the Swifties. That's what I like to say. <laughs> I have a 15-year-old daughter, yeah, yeah, so I'm yeah. learning about a lot of these things uh, in a weird way. But, okay. Like, so I support them. Which one was better? I'm going to put you on the spot. Beyonce or but Taylor Swift? Beyonce was so amazing, too. And Taylor my Swift is, is like three hours she plays yes, for, right? Yes, it doesn't stop. That's like, wild. she just sings the entire time. She's 40, what is it, 44 songs? That's 47 crazy. songs, I think. Um, How long is that show? It's like three it's hours. Three hours, yeah. She doesn't take a break. No. It's it's impressive. It is really impressive. Did you go? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, no. But I, I, listen, I appreciate her music. Mm -hmm. I will hum along or sing yes. along when some things come on and we're having fun. But I'm just not. I yeah. can't do that. Not for me. <laughs> but Beyonce was also amazing. But the thing is, I saw her when I was in high school mm. at the Link. But before that, I saw her at the Link City Conventions. Center or Boardwalk Hall. Hall. Yeah, Boardwalk Hall. That's an awesome place to see yes, a concert. It was amazing. So but you I saw Beyonce really there? I was on the floor and I was like 13. So I couldn't mm. really see. But Who took you to that? My mom. 
Wow. My whole group of my friends. Yeah, my mom. So your really mom cool. took you and all your friends to Beyonce, and like their moms. Like it was a whole floor group seats. Floor in Boardwalk Hall. Yes, it was you got so a much good fun. mom. I know she's the best. We all made matching shirts. Um, <laughs> so you can't pick. No, I can't pick because it's two different like experiences. Experiences. Who'd you go with to the air store? My mom. And all your friends and your. No, my mom and then my friend's little sister and her mom. Oh, yeah, it was a cute little. Yeah. Group of us. Little group. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to tell me if I'm a good dad now. Okay. Totally surprised. Mm-hmm. On the day they came out, I got lower level tickets to Olivia Rodrigo oh. for my daughter. Oh, does she love Olivia Rodrigo? She loves her. Yeah, that's really good. Did you know that's about signature move. colors? Do you know that? No, I she don't She has really some kind of like Olivia signature color. I'm like, I don't know what the heck that is. I have no idea no. what you're talking about. Was it like purple? I, yeah, hers is purple. purple and I guess Taylor Swift's is, is like red or something. Yeah. But yeah. Just wear a color. Anyhow, um, but she is going with my wife and her best friend and her best friend's oh, mom. She's got the best time. Ever. So they're gonna have a bestie where? time. Uh it is Carrie, where was it today? Oh, the garden. <laughs> the garden. Yeah. The garden. Oh, New York. Uh yes, we're gonna that's so cool. Yeah, I felt like I was dad yeah, of the year. Best for that. dad of the year. That's, that's, nice, pretty that's good. a nice job. And it was for that like is nothing. a really good job. There was not like it's a Christmas gift. You. It was she was like talking about it nonstop. Oh. And I'm like, all right, I'll sign Wait, up. So she already went? No, no, oh, it's okay. uh June. Okay. I'm like, all right, I'll sign up for the pre-order. Yeah. And now I get Olivia Rodrigo crap into my email. Like, I don't <laughs> care at all. Like, you've got my whatever, $800. Yeah. Like, leave me alone for now. Um, so, yeah, I felt good about that. Mm-hmm. All right, that was my fun question. Uh, I got, um, Well, I like that we talked about the music already, um, which I would normally get into, but I won't. Yeah, you love warm-up music. I love warm-up music. I'm super intrigued by it. But, um. I like also dive into movies, especially because mm-hmm. I get to make fun of Mark because he hasn't seen any. Mm-hmm. Um, is there it's like a, is there a movie that when you're like flipping through or like going through Netflix or something, you see it, you're like, I have to watch this. Like favorite movie, movie that you can't go without. I okay, so I love Disney. <laughs> I'm kind of a, I wouldn't say I'm like one of those creepy Disney adults, but mm-hmm. I do enjoy <laughs> Disney World and Disney in general. Okay. Um. Do you like so, are you Disney Vacation Club people? No, but my best friend's mom is, so we get all the perks. Like, we always go with them. <laughs> so we get the perks, but we're not part of it. Gotcha. But, it's like having a friend who has a boat. Like, yeah, like the best exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. You're not paying any of the yeah. gas, but you're getting all of the, <laughs> yeah. gotcha, all the swimming. Um, So, I like Tangled. I love Tangled. Mm-hmm. And not to throw my dad into this, but like, we always, that's him and I's like favorite movie to watch together. So I love that. And also like a good rom-com. Like we just sure. recently watched How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Excellent mm-hmm. movie. Like just so good. Just, just so good. We watched good it on the bus rom-com. after. Uh, here's what we just, it, in a weird way, my son watched much of it. I hope none of his friends listen. <laughs> but uh, we just watched Mean Girls at my house. Oh, okay. Uh, it, with Because my younger daughter's 11, and uh-huh. I guess my older daughter was kind of talking about it. And so I came home from uh, the Elon trip with football, mm-hmm. and it's Saturday night. And I'm like, I know there's good games on tonight. Like, like, all I want to watch is the Big Ten game. LSU is playing, <laughs> and I'm, like, tired and, like, Whatever, we got off the plane, and I'm like, just want to go jump in some shorts and a t-shirt and like sit down and watch watch college football. And I put all my stuff down, and I walk into the living room, and they're all huddled around in the dark, and I turn around and look, and Lindsay Lohan is on the screen. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And I look over, and my son, who's 13 and plays football and a bunch of other sports, I'm like, what's going on here, and what are you doing? And he was just like, 
I don't know, they put this movie on and I'm too lazy to get off the couch. <laughs> but I feel like Mean Girls isn't just like a girl no, movie. No, it's a good yeah. movie. Mean Girls is an excellent yeah, movie. Yeah, so it, it's like for everyone. It definitely is. and and It I, just has that like notation. Right. Like, and the, the first time I saw it, I was on a women's lacrosse bus here, like in like uh-huh. 2008. And we were going to a conference tournament game and the girls were like, we're going to watch Mean Girls. I'm like, what the <laughs> frig is this? And then I'm like sitting there cracking up because it's funny yeah. and it's really good. Uh, I feel like Bridesmaids is like that. Oh, yes. But the thing is, I actually just recently watched Bridesmaids like all the way through. Mm-hmm. Like, I never really sat down and watched it. I've always just seen like clips. Mm-hmm. But my thing with those is like I can't sit down and like that movie is like, oh, I want I could watch this right now. I don't know. Like, I feel like I have to be, be in the mood. Yeah. Like I would never watch those by myself. I feel like. So Tangled is your answer. Yes. So Tangle's my answer. It's a good one. I'm glad you. I'm glad Mean Girls was like supported. We have some people in our office that are younger than me, probably similar to Reese's age, maybe a tick older. And a couple of them a few weeks ago, we had this conversation, and they were just like, "Oh no, I've never heard of Mean Girls. I've never seen that." Really? I was like, "What are you talking about?" They're like, "Oh, that's like, like been around for like a while. Like I was really young when that came out. Like it's a universally loved movie. Yeah, and it's so good. Yeah, like everyone knows." about Mean Girls. Like the October, isn't it October 3rd? Wednesdays we were pink. Like, you know. On on October 3rd he asked me what day it was. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I said October 3rd. It's the best. No, it's it's outstanding. Um, Reese, we have eaten up 45 minutes of your day. And first of all, you guys don't understand how hard it is to get Reese in here to do this interview. (laughs) There were like five days last week that that Ryan Schwager, who does the communications for our field hockey team, was like, oh, no, Reese can't do that day. Oh, she's got student teaching. I was like, man, this this was like trying to get the president on the podcast. (laughs) But I am super pumped that you came in. Uh, Yeah, thank you for having me. I was really nervous, but I feel like. We told you it'd be easy. Just come in here and talk field hockey and and stupid movies and um, (laughs) Taylor Swift. Uh, But. Listen, if you're listening to this, blow off of work on Friday. Get out here for 4 o'clock. Big game against Hofstra. I think we're going to beat them by three goals. That's just me talking. <laughs> Coach Figlio will probably come in here and punch me in the face. I mean, what did you call time. this earlier The with the goals, Ollie's goals? Yeah, the this was manif- the, this the like, Hawk like Talk boost. In here. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm going to come out there. I'm coming yeah, on Friday. I'm going to come out there, and you're going to just knock down a, a, a shot in the on the penalty corner. Okay. And I'm going to yell out, Hawk Talk. <laughs> and then I might find your dad and tell him he's doing a great job. Yeah. Because he loves Tangled. Well, I mean, listen. Yes. And warm-ups. And, and warm-ups. Warm Maybe I'll go out be, there early. You'll see him out there. 3.15. He'll be pacing around. I might have to go out there at 3.15 and be like, excuse me, sir. Yeah. Are you Mr. Bloomstead? <laughs> because I know you're going to walk around here. And don't cry when you get out there. No, just kidding. Reese, thank you so much. Um, appreciate your time. Good luck this weekend. Thank Good luck you. in the CAA tournament. Thank you. Um, I'm sure you guys will lock up the top yeah. seed and uh, be number one. Anything good to the NCAAs? Thank you so much. No problem. Gary and I will be back to kind of wrap up the week that's coming up or the week that was. And uh, stay tuned for a great message from T to Green. Tita Green is New Jersey's finest indoor golf training center and recreational facility, now open in West Long Branch. The 12,000-square-foot facility consists of eight Trackman golf simulators, a huge short game area for putting, chipping, and pitching, lounges, a pro shop, and a custom fitting room. We do club repairs, re-gripping, and have regular on-site fittings with all of the top manufacturers. We're located at 185 Route 36 in the Monmouth Park Corporate Center in the same building as the Monmouth University Graduate Center. 
Visit us online at t2green.com and follow us on Instagram at t2greengolfnj. Discounts are available for the Monmouth University community. Love our sponsors. Love T to Green. I know they got leagues starting up soon. Uh, head over to their website, t2green.com, and uh, check out the leagues. You can get a couple of your buddies together. Like, you know, listen, bowling, darts, billiard leagues, that is all the junk of the past. It's getting cold out. If you're like me, a terrible golfer, and also someone who's not playing golf when it's cold out, get over to T to Green. You really got to see these, these bays are awesome. They got like every game in the world. They got stuff if you're trying to work on, like if you, if you want to have fun, if you're trying to work on your game, they got it all. Um, appreciate them being a sponsor and, and check them out because you can get a couple buddies together and each throw in a hundred bucks or 125 bucks and play in a league and have a couple beers and some pizza and play some indoor golf. I agree with everything Greg said. <laughs> Place Reece, is great. Reese Bloomstead knocked Excellent. it out of the park. Excellent. Excellent guest. Going to have a big uh, performance this week with the Hawk Talk Bump. Yeah, uh, Hawk Talk Bump Friday. We got some. We got big. We got big weekends coming up on this campus. Um, crossover, sat, crossover. Friday. We already talked about it. Chance to win the regular season field hockey second year in a row. Yeah, that's amazing. Against Hofstra, four o'clock Friday. Get out here, and then go home, get some dinner, get some sleep, and you're right back at it on Saturday. Men's soccer, one o'clock against Campbell on Hess Field. More Senior Day. More Senior Day. With a win, lock in at least the two seed, chance to host some CAA tournament games. And if we get a result that's positive elsewhere on top of a win, could be the one seed hosting all the way through uh, the more that we keep winning. So Now, what does men's soccer need to get an, an RSC, the regular season championship? So a win, they could do no worse than tie for it. Oh. If they win and Hofstra gives up a point, Hofstra can tie or lose, then we will be the outright. The outright, which champions. would be huge. That would be great. The only reason that Hofstra would tie break over us in, in a scenario like that because they beat us. Yeah. But we tie break over Stony Brook because we beat them. Mm-hmm. So we're in good spot. We're in, in good Ole. position here. Uh, Ole with two goals. That's why they um, That's why they beat Stony Brook. So huge game there. Football at William & Mary. Uh, another tough test. Tough loss last week. Try to bounce back off of that. Um, uh, had, had every opportunity to win that every game. Every opportunity. And just, we're getting there. just fell short. We're, we're going to be all right. Um but the, the football team will be at William & Mary. That game um, on Flow Sports, on the Monmouth Digital Network, on the radio. Um, so that lot going on this weekend is the moral of the uh, of the story. And then uh, Sunday, I'm hoping. Well, first of all, let me backtrack. Thursday, women's soccer at uh, Hofstra taking on Stony Brook in the CAA quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. If they can advance from there, then they'll be playing Sunday uh, with a chance to go to the finals. So... For second straight year, for the second straight year, uh, no, they were they were the RSC last year. They did not make the finals. But oh, I thought they had won in the semifinal. No, they lost in the semifinal. But a chance to make up for that this weekend. Yeah. Um, Shame on me. Yeah, well, it's okay. <laughs> um, chance to make up for that. They got a tough test with Stony Brook Thursday. If they win that, they'll play uh, Sunday. We don't know the opponent. Um, oh, we do know the opponent will be Hofstra. Yeah, um, top seed. Yeah, hosting. So. Big weekend, and only gets more crazy from there. Football's at home the following week. Uh, like we talked about, men's soccer could be hosting some games. 
Um, field hockey going to have their tournament down at Delaware, hopefully as the one seed. A uh, lot, lot going on. And right after that, we're going to kick off hoops. Hoops. Speaking of hoops, uh, really close to finalizing the linear TV schedule, so that'll be exciting. Uh, should have that finalized within the next couple of days. Uh, and then you can figure out where how you can watch your Hawks uh, if you don't make it down to the arena. I don't know why you wouldn't. Uh, we were both on the road with with football playing at Elon last Saturday when the when the uh, men's team had an open scrimmage or whatever they call it exhibition now uh, against um, the Sam Ferry of former Monmouth Hawk uh, assistant ship fame, uh, Sam Ferry Rhode Island College fighting whatever they are. Uh, I couldn't even tell you. What did you hear from that? I know you, you're men's basketball guy. What, what did you hear? Because I've heard really good things out of that scrimmage. Uh, team played well. Five guys in, in double figures. Uh, 91-44 win. Um, Xander Rice in double figures. I think we can get used to saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the thing I think, and I know Coach Rice went on a, another podcast a couple weeks ago and uh, and spoke with some of our, um, our fan base and made a proclamation or a guarantee. He said... Uh, Jared Valencia will be starting. He, that's a lock. He'll be starting on opening night. Uh, Jared had a crazy stat line. Ten points, five rebounds, four blocks, three steals. He can so kind of do everything. He's so long. And I think that's a guy that we saw practice last year, if you were you know, like I was on, on campus, and we watched him practice all year, but he redshirted. He's a guy who could have an immediate impact and is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Like rim protector, can step out and shoot it going to play aggressive defense can guard all the positions like I think he's going to be a guy that fans are going to really enjoy watching and he showed that a little bit the other night this Thursday night lest us not forget blue white night to kick off the basketball season men's and women's hoops 9 p.m. Ocean First Bank Center we're going to have we're going to have giveaways we're going to have food t-shirts three-point contest dunk contest autograph signings we're going to uh, meet the teams. Everybody's going to come out to their own walkout song, which is always fun for me. See what everybody picks, including the coaching staffs. Just a great night. So 9 p.m., Thursday night, at the arena. Free admission. Bring your families, yeah, bring your kids, bring stuff. everybody, students. Autographs, giveaways, dunks, Coach Rice. There's always some fun stuff going on in that blue-white night. So come on out. I know it's a little late, 9 o'clock. That's because of school. People are complaining. It's because of school. These are student athletes. We take go look at when we put out those releases about academics. Uh, Reese, we just had on it has gotten every academic award. We take that stuff seriously. So unfortunately, we had to, you know, we don't really we can't control sometimes game time. So kids have to miss uh, some classes or, or whatever study time for for games. But when we have the opportunity to to alter something that's a, an event that isn't a game with an opponent a traveling opponent, then we have the opportunity to do that. We're going to take it. So that's why it's at 9 o'clock. I'm ex- I am explaining that to everybody out here in podcast land. Ugh. Simple enough. <laughs> Gary, Giants got a win last weekend. It was excellent. It was excellent. Look out. So you're at the game. Look out for the Giants. Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod. What happened on that last – like I, the commanders had it, it looked like. Did they complete that pass or they did not complete the pass? Uh, it was broken up. Mm. A little bit behind. Him. I don't even know if he would have made it, even if he did, because it would have been close. Was right there, would have been close. Great play, Jason Pinnock. Um, good win, Giants. Listen, it's been a tough start. We get our left tackle back this week. Get our quarterback back this week, hopefully. 
Mm. Uh, got the Jets at home. Big week. Jets defense is good. Jets defense is good. Um, Giants have a couple wins on the schedule that they could. The games that they could win, I won't say wins. Games that they could win coming up. Mm-hmm. Get me back into the season. Get me back invested. What? Uh, I mean, I'm invested. You're always invested. Come on. What? What? What do we think? It's a Jets home game. Giants home game. It's a Giants home game. Yes. Oof. The Giants Jets. I feel like, and I know they can't do this in the NFL, but I feel like that should be. There's some games that should just be played every year. Giants Jets should be played every year. It's fun. I've been. To, I went to a few when I was younger. I was at the game on. Uh, Christmas Eve in 2011, Victor Cruz had a 99-yard touchdown. Just the atmosphere is really cool. Like, mm-hmm. how many of your friends are Jets or Giants fans? Like, the opposite of what you are. Like, it's it's great. It's mm-hmm. the chance for you to all get together and tailgate and like enjoy a an afternoon and go at each other during the game. Like, it's it's just a fun atmosphere. Like, are you gonna try to go? Uh, I'm gonna try to go. It's a little little pricey right pricey now. Pricey right now. Yeah, you, know. right now. I, you you and and Chris Schifano are director of basketball operations. You have a good um. You have a good. Good strategy. Just young guys wait that, it out. that can just go and hang out outside a venue until the ticket prices drop. So someone thing, panics. The good thing with Giants is like I can I can go up, I can tailgate, I can hang mm-hmm. out and just, just kind of see what happens. Uh the other night when I was leaving the Eagles game with my son, it was late and I was exhausted. There was a group of Dolphins fans. This is like real camaraderie. There's a group of Dolphins fans that were grilling after the game, and as people pulled up. They were just pulling burgers off the like while we were waiting in line to exit. They were pulling burgers off their grill and just handing them to people in the cars. Uh, Chris, who you just mentioned, and I after the uh, Monday Night Seahawks game, we refired the grill up, had a couple of uh, burgers and dogs, waited for the traffic to mm-hmm. die down. That's the, that's the move. Got back down in like forty five minutes, just yeah. cruised all the way. Well, what I did the other night was not it. No, we had sixty two minutes to had, get out of a parking yeah, lot is not listen, it. It's a tough area down there. It's just a party. Giant Stadium. At least you just leak out onto a highway. There's a whole bunch of different highways. Yeah. No, it's like that for to leave the link too. It's just getting out of the parking lots. If you don't, if you don't get there early enough to get a spot near one of like the true exits, you're just locked into traffic, and everybody's a jerk. <laughs> it's 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 Sunday night. It's twelve fifteen, and everybody's just knows that. It, thankfully, the Eagles won. If the Eagles had lost, just forget about it. It would have been battle star galactica out there but anyway all right hawk talk that's it for episode 57 i really 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 want to thank our our guest today reese she did an awesome job and um uh she deserves and her support and her team and her support deserves you guys to go out there and um and root them on 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 friday um gary uh good luck this weekend for you too um we will come back next week with uh, another fun guest. We haven't even begun to talk about who it is, but we'll get somebody good. We're, we're, we're maybe we're, I think it might be time to have a little women's um, little women's basketball on. They're cranking I'm, up soon. I'm in. You know we're gonna have lots of men's basketball on. It's all for now. A production of the Monmouth Digital Network. Hawk Talk is available on all major podcast distribution sites, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Pandora, and more. All rights reserved.
Hawk Talk is brought to you in part by the Monmouth Medical Center and RWJ Barnabas Health Facility and a recognized leader in patient safety and clinical quality. For more information about services close to you, visit rwjbh.org slash Let's be healthy together.